Renueva tu estilo de otoño en JCPenney. Descubre grandes ofertas en modelos versátiles que puedes combinar con piezas tuyas, como un blazer y pantalón de pierna ancha Worthington con tu blusa favorita, o un suavecito suéter St. John's B con tu camiseta preferida. Y combina una chaqueta Stafford con uno de los clásicos en tu closet. Con un par de piezas versátiles, puedes crear múltiples looks únicos y extraordinarios. Eleva tu estilo de otoño y ahorra. JCPenney, vale la pena. Listen up, Rupert Murdoch. If you strike Tucker Carlson down, he'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Yes, a nightly show on Fox was good, but now he's free to launch a podcast. I'm Harriet Langley Swindon, and this is Non-Censored. Hello and welcome to Non-Censored, the podcast that wraps up all the best bits from my very real daily radio show into one easy-to-digest highlights package. I'm joined, as ever, by my producer, Martin. And what a show we have this week. Oh, yes, indeed. We have Ishan here for an Apology Watch special and we had a deep dive across the big pond talking about the 2024 presidential election. But as ever, there was so much we couldn't include. We had a video games expert on to talk about Microsoft's takeover of Activision. But Martin didn't do his due diligence and it turns out that they couldn't talk to me, probably because they weren't used to meeting women. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people have a problem talking to women when the woman in question is Harriet. Don't hate me because of my overwhelming femininity, Martin. We also had some in-depth reporting from the ground in Sudan covering the terrible human tragedy that's unfolding there. But the listening numbers were terrible, so we're not going to put it here. It's just for the few people who were listening and the awards judges, it turns out. Yes, you're very much getting the news. The data proves you want to hear. Now, next week, we're doing a coronation special. So if you have any questions for our royal correspondent, Nicola Witchell, about the coronation or the king, email nonsensedpodcast at gmail.com. And if you have any questions about anything else, Send those in and we'll be doing a Time for Questions special in a few weeks. But let's start with Apology Watch, a segment we introduced last week where Ishan Akbar judges the week's public apologies and decides whether or not we accept them. And who knew that it would be so useful so quickly? Yes, uh, two massive public apologies in one week, Dominic Raab and Diane Abbott. And Ishan had views on both of them. Let's take a listen. I'm so not sorry that it's made me feel sorry for the not-not apology I'm sorry about. So I'm sorry not sorry that the not-not nature of the sorry isn't sorry enough or not. Ishan Akbar, I'm very, very, very excited about today's Apology Watch, as there's been quite a few. Yes, it seems as though every week more and more people are having reason to apologise, and apologise mm -hmm. they are. This week, the singer Megan Trainer, whose work I'm sure you're familiar with, Harriet. Who? Um, the one who's all about that bass. All about that bass. All, all about that what? All about that bass. About that bass. Or title. What? You know? Hey DJ, the pop yes. version. Like I'm yes. gonna lose you. Harriet. Yes. Made you look. Mother. You know, any any what? one of those Megan Any one Trainer. of those tracks. No excuses. Wait, are, are you all Just about got that paid. Bass? What? No. Why? Woman why, would, why would... Nice to meet you. Why would I be all about what that... What bass? Kindly calm me I down. I feel like you're all about that bass. What bass? What a shame. 
In any case, uh, Megan Trainer, she does a podcast with her brother, Ryan Trainer. It helps that they've got the same surname. That makes things easy, doesn't it? Uh, And the podcast is called Working On It. Uh, It's obviously not as good as non-censored, but nevertheless, people have to try. And in a conversation about the school shootings in America, of which there are many, there are almost as Mm -hmm. many school shootings in America as there are apologies every week. (laughs) Yes. She... In a conversation about school shootings, she was upset that America had earned a reputation among social media classes as though having kids in America is all about having a bulletproof backpack and making sure that your kids are able to use assault rifles. And she got very upset by this. And in uh, the podcast, she is quoted as saying, F all that, F teachers, dude. And when she said F teachers, I think a lot of people felt as though she was attacking the wrong group hmm. the wrong group of people were in her sights they said you know teachers are not the issue here why are you going after that so megan then issued an apology saying look it wasn't all teachers i was talking about i wasn't necessarily just talking about teachers just some hashtag I mean, not all teachers yeah, yeah hashtag, just a exactly. few bad apple teachers exactly there's always just yes. a few bad apple teachers mm. so megan trainer uh, issued her apology saying look i'm sorry that's not what i was Going after, I was just fired up because we were talking about how sending your kid to school in America is so horrific. Right. Personally, if you criticise teachers, particularly in uh, the context of school shooters in America, I think you're right. Now, our children are left with teachers to protect them and nurture them. Really, if you are a good teacher, you wouldn't let kids get shot in your school, would you? So really wow. what you're okay. advertising is for more sort of a kindergarten cop approach uh, to, to American teaching. Yeah. With someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger comes to school, protects the kids from terrorists, incels and angry fathers who I've got are to say, now criminals. I, I, I enjoy the work of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as much as the next man. But yes. it's going to slow down the training process if all of our teachers have to be able to um, sculpt a physique that is, uh, well, an award-winning physique before they can even teach basic maths. No, but Producer Martin, they should do it for the kids. Well, this they is it. I mean, that, they should hit that gym for the kids. That's sculpting the perfect physique. Teachers are mm. trying to sculpt the perfect brain in our children and that takes years so if they're willing to administer that level of training on children they should be willing to train themselves to get the perfect physique the perfect aim to be able to protect children and also you know they say a good teacher makes a career but i will tell you the majority of teachers actually destroy hopes and dreams let me tell you when i was six years old right I wanted to be an ambassador. That's what I wanted to be. That was my only Ooh. dream. Not fireman, not policeman, ambassador. And Miss Dainton, she laughed at me. She laughed at me so oh. hard. And do you know what happened? I gave up what? on my dream to become an ambassador. Oh. And here I am doing this podcast, looking oh. at people apologising. Do you know who should right. apologise? Miss Dainton. Because Miss wow. Dainton stopped me from being the High Commissioner to Bermuda. That was my dream job. The British I... High Commissioner to Bermuda. That is well, Miss Dayton, if you're dream. listening, please do write into nonsensepodcast at gmail.com. Um, and we'd love to hear from you. Now, Ishan, 
that's not been the only apology this week. Let's talk about something, someone that we know who they are. Well, uh, one of your favourite politicians, Harriet, you were quoted as saying, Diane mm-hmm. Abbott. What? Remember we were playing that game, name your top three favourite black politicians, and then you said Diane Abbott. You said Desmond Tutu, who, I mean, mm. he's not a politician. And then you said Simon from Blue. Oh, right, yes. Yes, OK. Yes. And yes, two of those are not yep. politicians, but in any yeah. case. I mean, Blue, so, uh, that sometimes their music is, it's like a protest song in a way. Yeah, All it? Rise. Some... It's about the justice That's system. That's true, All Rise. We must all rise. Mm. So uh, Diane Abbott, an MP of many, many years standing, had a draft article published or leaked in which she suggested that the Jewish, Roma and Gypsy Traveller people did not experience the same kind of racism as their black and brown counterparts. And of course, a lot of people read this and thought, well, hold on a minute. You're saying anti-Semitism isn't a form of racism when it 100% is. This is unacceptable. Therefore, you must resign. How dare you? And ultimately, she got suspended from the Labour Party. And Diane Abbott issued an apology uh, to say, well, look, I'm sorry for the hurt cause. Of course, anti-Semitism is a form of racism. And I'm glad that she apologised. Right. Not because of the groups that she offended, but Diane Abbott has been an MP for, for many, many years, something like seven, 70, 75 years. And I don't, online, like over half of the abuse aimed at MPs, over half of it is aimed specifically at Diane Abbott. Yes. And actually, given that she's faced over half the abuse aimed at MPs online, more than anybody else... I would say that she really knows and understands abuse, albeit it's directed on two particular characteristics, her her gender and her race. So she's a sort of connoisseur of racism. Absolutely. Like uh, she could have a column, you know, and and just sort of write up about each each week, you know, sort of Jay Rayner type situation. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I don't yeah. think it would be a fun read, but we'd certainly learn something about the um, the types of abuse going on. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, with Diane, I mean, Abbott, we I, can't... probably a bad idea. I'm backpedaling now. To be fair, with Diane, we've we've come to expect not fun. I mean, I know she tried to drink a, a tinny on the tube to pretend she was fun, but fuck. no, we weren't buying it. We're not buying it. I mean, I. I personally am just a big fan of any Labour politician having to apologise and no one accepting it. Yes. Right. Okay. So all in, I'm I'm happy that she apologised because, well, frankly, all those people that have been giving her abuse over the years, they mm. must be feeling pretty good about themselves, patting themselves on the back, them and all these vaccine deniers. They're, yes. Right now they're having a moment. They're like, hey, it's all coming home to roost. And in the Venn diagram of the people that go after, have gone after Diane Abbott and anti-vaxxers, the middle bit is pretty big. This it's is a, a good moment. good day for trolls. Good day for trolls yeah. everywhere. Good day for you. And they deserve it. Oh, they well, wonderful. Do. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad the story had a happy ending. Let's move on to the next one. Now, this one, I am very excited. I have lots of opinions, and that is Dominic Raab. So, yes. Ishan... Tell us about that. Well, as you know, Dominic Raab has been embroiled in a bullying scandal for <clears throat> what seems like many years, mm-hmm. where many people have suggested that Dominic Raab has a uh, is a bully, 
is aggressive yes. and has yes. tremendously bad manners yes. around people. And a recent report found that he was, and uh, he subsequently resigned because of this report. Mm -hmm. And in his resignation, he said, yeah, look, I'm leaving, but this is what you want from your ministers. Everyone's a bit of a wet blanket. And do you know what? I respect him. Yes, I do too. Listen, if you're going to apologise, apologise, but go down fighting. Yes. And yes. if anything, my respect for Dominic Raab increased. Yes, because he was he he did a classic sorry not sorry apology, and I think you know we, we're really in danger at the moment from these civil servants. They're, yeah. You know their wokey little emotions are taking over the government. Who knows? Who knows what they'll cry about next? The who knows about, who's safe? The thing about the civil servants, number one, they're behaving in a very uncivil way. And I don't know that mm. if they understand the second word, servants, all right? Yes. You're not meant to be spoken to with respect. No. That's the whole point. No. You're a servant. You're a servant. Mm. Just it's true. I... And also, civil servants are supposed to be impartial. And impartial can mean lots of things, and it's yes. also being impartial about how people treat you. Yes. If people so, want to throw tomatoes at your head, you you, you take the hit impartially. Exactly. I don't You're a think mm. they should just yes. throw tomatoes at people. Suck it up. Yes. Suck it up, civil servants. Get the job where you're not yeah. called servant. And everyone you know. knows that if you're going to get all oh, upset about someone terrorising you, then that then you are a member of the woke left. OK, it's a political act. It's a political act to cry and moan about someone mistreating you. Well, Bunch I of mean, lefties. I, I sort Burn of them feel... to the ground, I say. Burn well, them oh, to the ground. That's an extreme view. I'll just type up an apology for that, actually. Might as well get a head start on that. Martin, what do you think? Because some people have written to me and said, oh, sometimes it feels like you're, quote, unquote, bullying Martin. I'm like... No bullying, Mark. He's just well, he's just a little soft, wet blanket. I I suppose it could be, uh, you know, when you when you balance all of the things that you've said and done. I suppose you could put together a pretty compelling argument for the fact that uh, there is a degree of uh, taunting and uh, it's a threatening environment Listen, to, to work in. I, I don't taunt you if you turn up with beach blonde hair. It's not me yes. taunting you. It's you taunting yourself. In with, fact, with it's you provoking me hair. to yeah. say something. It's a provocation. Yes. I, it's a political statement in a way, I suppose. Yes. That's a simply yes. civil servants. They don't understand. No. What did they no, do? They don't. How do we know that they didn't provoke Dominic Raab yeah. into getting enraged? How do we know that they didn't keep insisting to Dominic Raab, oh, the English Channel is actually a major trade route for us? Yes. Now, if you keep hammering that home to someone, they're going to get upset. Completely, yes. completely. I, I don't wow. know if this okay. is um, relevant or not, but he does look like an angry PE teacher, doesn't he? Yes, yes, a, a sexy angry PE teacher. And well, do you know what? There's the difference. Now, you, if you said that to Dominic Raab, he'd say, mm. do you know what? Thank you. I do look yeah. like a sexy angry PE teacher. But yes, one of these civil servants, if you said that to them, they'd be like, ooh, boo-hoo, yeah. I wasn't even good at PE, that's why I'm a civil servant. If they, I was good at PE, I'd be doing something else. They probably wouldn't even admire his throbbing vein. Well, exactly. That's. I, I think he, he looks like a PE teacher that's been forced to teach um, a little yes. bit of, you know, with, geography with or something. And the, he's, he's not happy because he doesn't really know what he's doing. Mm. Dominic Raab gets me hard. 
Wow. Okay. Oh, well, That's... I think on I think on that note. Now, listen. Before we end, apology watch. I want to hear everyone's favourite apology of the week. Producer Martin, what was your favourite apology? Out of the ones we've covered, or the ones that we haven't covered, because yes. there's so many apologies going on. Well, um, if you, it can be the ones we covered, or another one if you want. Well, you I'm just actually short. drafting a brand new apology for us, just to apologise to um, anyone that might have been offended. Oh, wonderful! Well, oh, brilliant. Uh, that's that's producer Martin's apology of the week. Uh, Ishan, what's your favourite? My, apolo- my favourite apology of the week is Rishi Sunak not apologising for slavery in the past by saying we yeah. shouldn't be unpicking history. Yes. Because Ooh. the one thing about history, it is not there to be unpicked. True, true. That's the thing about history. Let's not look at it too much. Okay, let's yes. focus on the things like the war. Well, thank you, guys. My apology was Dominic Rabs. I just thought, wonderful, that's the kind of apology that I hope that I give one day. I'm so not sorry that it's made me feel sorry for the not-not apology I'm sorry about. So I'm sorry not sorry that the not-not nature of the sorry isn't sorry enough or not. Next time on a very spooky fine dining podcast, the season one finale, TGI Fridays the 13th. Oh, you betcha. Pineapple's gonna hit the fan as Michael's son, Juicy, or in this episode, Juice son, Voorhees, <laughs> goes on a murderous rampage and no one is safe. It gets real spooky, it gets real bloody, and not everyone's gonna make it to the end of the episode. Who will live? Who will die? Listen to Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, break down a trip to TGI Fridays based on the atmosphere, the service, and the food, and try not to be scared to death. Hear the thrilling finale of Fine Dining, Wednesday, October 25th, wherever you get your podcasts. Now, Joe Biden announced his bid for re-election this week, which means the US news networks now have something to talk about for the next two years. Yes, it's good that they can fill time before they start speculating on the 2026 midterms and the 2028 general election. And because we believe in fair and balanced debate here on Nonsensored, we invited two guests on, one from each of the two available viewpoints. Rebecca Maddox from the Democratic-leaning Oh My Pod Congress, What Are You Like? podcast and Fox News' Tom Bantam. Let's take a listen. Tom Bantam, Rebecca Maddox, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, Thank you for having me back on. Thank you. Joe Biden has formally announced that he will be running again for president in 2024. And then we also do have Donald Trump, who is also formally going to run again for president, fighting the good fight. Now, Rebecca... Let's start with you. Now, you are a Democrat activist. Do we really think Biden's up to the job? I mean, he's a bit old, isn't he? I mean, if we're going to go by by that rule, uh, then should Jimmy Carter not run for president? Because he's significantly older and he's not running for president. He's 99 this year. So uh, ultimately, I think what we have is uh, a great, fresh candidate in Joe Biden, who people trust, people like him, and uh, uh, the Trump campaign won't like this, but let's go, Brandon. (laughs) I can have a sense of humor about this. Right. Okay. Well, Tom, what do you say about that? Well, I mean, 80 80 years old is too old to be president. Mm -hmm. I think that's clear. Mm -hmm. I think we need a fresh fresh pair of eyes, and Mm. we, we have a fresh pair of eyes in Donald Trump. He's four years younger. He's still 
under that cutoff point of, of 80. And uh, yeah. I think he really started to make America great again. So yes, he he's going to make it great again, again. And uh, I think it's, you know, Biden's being controlled. He, Of course he's coming again because there's the, the political establishment are, are using him as a puppet. So of course he's back. Rebecca, mm. Tom, you have to admit, has a good point there. I mean, he, he does look like he's an old, old man, easily controlled, where Trump has got this sort of vibrant hair and this, mm. this vivid complexion, yeah. which screams, no one will control me. Well, if anything, Biden is out of control. He is out of control, but in a good way. Uh, his policies that are uh, blowing minds all across the nation have been blowing minds all across the nation during his presidency. And that is going to continue if he runs against Donald Trump, which it looks what like it's a rematch. Bring it on. Policies. Though? I, I feel I just do need to interject at, at this point. I mean, we've been doing a lot of talking about the age of the two candidates here. Um, I, I should flag up there's only four years in it. Um, uh, Biden was born in 42, well, that, Trump in 46. And uh, I've actually got presidential a, term. Got a short um, That's list true. of, you know, some of the things that happened in the years they were born. You might be quite interested to hear. Um, in 1942, the year that Biden was born, uh, Jimi Hendrix was born. So is is he old? Jimi Hendrix still pretty cool. Well, he's agree, also agree. dead. I mean, he's he, he I'm, I'm, the man I'm died. So that's how old Jimi Hendrix is. Paul McCartney, Harrison Ford, still. Indiana Jones got a film coming out, so... Look, I think we can all agree the later Indiana Jones films are the best. That's fine. But Harrison Ford is a different guy. He's more Trump than he is Biden. No, no, that's not true. I think atom bombs are still pretty effective. Uh, They they were made in uh, in 1942. Whereas in 1946, do you know what was invented? I'll tell you. It was Tupperware and Peter Sutcliffe. Oh, is that, that it? I mean, Cher was also born in that time and... The Nuremberg trial started. Listen, I don't really know what I'm trying to say here, but the point is oh, that that's clear. If you're mainly arguing about the age of the candidates, I think we're on a losing battle, and I do think we need to move on to policy. You know, I mean, have we thought about uh, who's keeping children in cages? Is that a good idea? Is that a bad idea? Oh well, I think we all know who's keeping children in cages. It's been well, it was well covered from 2016 to 2020, so take it away, Tom. Mm-hmm. If that's something you're willing to talk about, then we can talk about how well, a certain gentleman kept children in cages during that time. Well, he didn't personally keep children in cages. I've been to the man's house. He doesn't have any cages. Well, he doesn't have any children in cages. Look, I are you trying to tell me that this is not happening under the Biden regime? Well, it's interesting you should say that. Is that what, that's you, a very, what you're saying? Very, that's a very, very poor line of attack, Tom, because we have more children in cages than Trump ever managed. So, checkmate. Oh, <laughs> and nice. let me tell you, those children are fed three times a day. But, and right. how much is that costing the state? Uh, the, the right amount. It sounds, well, it sounds to me like the left amount. You see, th- this is, what, this is what these people do. Is they, We were criticized for keeping children, dangerous children, in cages, and now they're doing the same thing, but now it's a positive, right? So they spin it. It's all spin and lies. Yes. Mm. And all we're trying to do is make America great again again. Well, that, I mean, that to me is a very strong argument. Not, not about the cages thing, which I'm a bit confused by, but the make, make America great again well, again. Ca- cages because... are rooms, but made of metal with gaps in them that you can lock. Right, uh, thanks. And ch- thanks, children Tom. are inside. Yeah. 
in the Whereas the cages cage that situation. we're keeping the children in, we make sure there is a pillow, a blanket, and as I've already said, three meals a day. And the Trump campaign does not want to talk about that. And may I say that his name is not Donald Trump. It's Donald Trump. We all saw that devastating John Oliver piece oh. and uh, it resonated. Oh, Tom. They changed the name. They changed the I name. I mean, it is certainly... That was quite a blow, actually. Um, just to bring it back onto the, the topic of policies, I mean, are there any uh, positive, um, you know, policies that are being led with uh, by the Republican or Democratic campaign? You know, I mean, oh yeah, exclusively. We focus we, on the good Trump things, is exclusively like, bringing positive, positive uh, policy. Yeah. Okay, and, it's just and, a big yes. Well, for, yeah. uh, from our campaign, totally. they, you know, we run on. The fact that you don't need to crow about policies, of which we have very many, if you've got gotchas. And um, we have many of those. I've done a well, few we have, already. We have more more policies. And this is the thing, I, may we go back to the name thing? Because this is the kind of thing that on, on the left, they won't let people, conservatives, comedians, make jokes about anything. And then mm. on the left, we have people making jokes about immigrants changing their names. So I, wow. I, there's a big hypocrisy there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, this I mean, man it's... is a self-made man. He ma- he became president, the 45th and the 47th president of the United States, all on his own. And you're you're making fun of him? Why? He's the embodiment of the American dream, isn't he? Precisely. Worked exactly. his way up from very little. I mean, and... I should flag up that uh, he he was actually the heir to a multi-million-pound empire. Yes, his, um, yes, but only a little one, Martin. He started from the bottom. Uh, yes. His, his, his bottom had, you know, a, an endorsement behind it, but mm-hmm. he started from the bottom and now he's he's where he is. Yeah, yeah. And he was, he was yeah. bailed out by... And we all know start and somewhere. He's been bankrupt. Okay, Rebecca, but he that's what he's overcome, hasn't he? But, I mean, that's what I like about Donald Trump is he's overcome so much. He's overcome bankruptcy and having to be bailed out and ridicule, and he's overcome all of that. Yeah, being attacked by um, porn stars, yes, all of these things. Well, stars. I mean, I after just, he yeah. paid the money to not attack him. I mean, not, not to take Biden, a side what's Biden here? gone through? Absolutely nothing. Well, he's an easy ride. No, I can My, tell, I I can tell you something. Him. Biden, if you want to know mm. the truth about him, check out the reception he got in Ireland. Check it out, because that that's a huge wow. deal, and the optics on that were very good. Well, can I just say, Rebecca, do you know who else is going to Ireland soon? Donald Trump. Oh, God. Yeah, and he's going I, to look at his golf courses. And I and imagine we'll see. Donald Trump mm. will not hang out with terrorist leaders of the uh, no. the era. No, he'll just hang out with nice Irish golfers. Yeah, well, I, I we're feel have to I've take got And I think the optics for that will be very good. At least do a little bit of backpedaling when we're talking about terrorist leaders. Um, but there is. You don't like. Uh, you don't. You're not comfortable with well, the term terrorist. We are well. You. You've got to remember. You are in uh, the U.S. and we are a British-based station, and the troubles weren't all that long ago. But but are you? Yeah, but you make... that Jerry McAdams guy seems like a. Oh. Uh, that's what the the news is over here. He's a terrorist. Well, we're 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 just uh, we're just all friends here since since ninety eight. We're all we're all friends here, and there's no problem. <laughs> uh, back when Joe right. Biden was seventy five. No, that's not that's true. He was maths, uh, yeah. uh, even Jimmy Carter, who is not running for president. If we're talking about people being too old. Who is he? Is not 
Ah, uh, he wasn't even 75 then, so you've just lied again. Yeah, we're still a little bit, uh, a little bit edgy around that subject. Uh, but I tell you what, we all enjoy a, a pint of Guinness, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever religion you are. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyway, yes. see, Rebecca got that. That's it's uh, funny. It's funny. Fun, we can do jokes. We fun can... for both sides. Let's have a look at some of the other candidates. I'm really interested in DeSantis. So, Rebecca, are you nervous about him? Do you think he could be another contender? Uh, no, I, uh, we don't do nerves in this party because we're going to win. Uh, and he is not declared as a candidate. And you know why? It's because of all that pudding. <laughs> we all heard about that. All of it, the, right. the eating pudding with this three fingers. That doesn't look good. Doesn't look good for him, what? does it? So... No, no, what no he, worries what? here. We're definitely going to win. He's not a problem. No way. Re- Rebecca, what are you talking about? He ate pudding with three fingers. <laughs> we can have a sense of humor about that in this party. Okay. It's a problem he has that he right. doesn't, but we do, and he's not a threat well, at all. I don't Neither think is eating Trump. pudding with your fingers is a problem. Eccentric it is, behavior it is. And, and, you know, looking at the world differently and saving cutlery. You know, this is a, this is a good man. Oh, good well, man, he's wanna... a good governor uh, of Florida. <laughs> if you want to talk about environmental activism, then uh, I think you're going to fall flat <laughs> with your with your only candidate running currently, who you have no problem with defending. You've come on here and you've defended him, and you have no problem with that. Oh I, no, I'm just you know leaving cutlery for other people. It's it's a new way of eating eating stuff. I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not going to subscribe to the the you know climate conspiracy. I'm not going to do that. But well, I am going to say that that Ron DeSantos is a he, he's a good man. He's he's doing a great job. I I don't necessarily think he he should put himself up there against Trump. But if he does, you know, he's a good man. Good man with smart ideas. Oh, yeah, I, no, I think you like Rebecca him now, does raise a very interesting point. Um, certainly between U.S. and U.K. politics. I mean, it might not be a big deal over there eating uh, uh, pudding with three fingers, but over here we. We got rid of an entire political career uh, just because a man ate a bacon sandwich. Yes, as as should be. So I think it would hit slightly different over here, maybe because we're the home of etiquette. We have more knives and forks than any other country in the world. I can see why That's people not true. We have there. the most cutlery of any, any country in the world. But producer I, I mean, Martin's just... right. I mean, I think there is here in the UK, um, this is something we, we have trouble getting over um, because... I mean, both Miliband brothers, actually. One ate a bacon sandwich, the other stared at a banana in a very bizarre fashion, uh, both which are really sort of etched in the memory. I just I just want to say that I think it's important for uh, voters to know that every single detained by ICE child under Biden's presidency is offered a spoon with their pudding. That is, and that will continue uh, under his next term. That's, That's a promise. Well, that, so we've got one one policy, yeah. So I want to, what I want to know is if Joe Biden wins, when uh-huh. then who will be the nominee in 2028? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, so we are uh, already mm. looking ahead to that, obviously. Um, hey, <laughs> give the public what they want. It's Michelle Obama or Tom Hanks. Brilliant. That'd be cool. Right. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> Oh, do you know what? Even though I, you know, I think Trump is wonderful, but Tom Hanks, yes, please. Like yes. One of our, one of our team, dance, you know, couldn't he from big. Taylor, Taylor Swift. Well, I, I don't know if we should have 
one of the Hollywood elite stepping into uh, the hallowed ground of the presidency. I don't think that's a wise idea. Donald Trump is one of the Hollywood elite. We've all seen him in Home Alone 2. Checkmate. The, the, that is a Which businessman very, being invited in good because in of his tour. business prowess. That is the best scene in, in mm-hmm. Home Alone 2, It's I would really say. good. I you often only it. watch that bit. You do. Yeah. You think yeah. he really knows... He knows to how go. to direct this child. Mm. He's honest. He's a good communicator with children. And that's yes. a, that's why I think 2028, Trump again. The man is owed a term. He The election was taken from him. So he's owed four years. He's going to get four years on his own. That's eight years. That's great. If Biden at 80 can, can do it, fine. Trump, Trump for the Tr- next eight but, to 16 but, years, I would say. But Tom, if, if Trump went again, then, then he would be... He would be significantly older. 82. He'd be as old as Biden. Yeah, he'd be older than Biden is now. But but he'd have more experience in office, and he's got the right people around him, you know, to keep him in check and and to, to, you know, drive it forward. And he's going to make America great again. Oh, yes, yes, of course he is. See, every time I'm starting to doubt it, you say that, and I think, oh, that's what he's he's going to do. And America great again, again. In the first four years, he made it significantly greater. His next mm. four years, he'll make it so greater that actually it won't matter anymore that he's older than Biden is now because it yeah. will be so great that the greatness will only increase exponentially. Do you think he could just we could just get him in there and then he could just stay there like um oh yeah. uh, like a nice dictator like no, a, like a good I, I wouldn't necessarily use that word I I, I use the word of, you know like a, a fearless leader or, or something oh, like yes. that but uh, if, if he is there you know he's a trusted man. He's, yes. he's strong, he's good, and, uh, you know, the people should have a choice, but we've seen how that goes, you know? Mm, yes, oh, people really don't really don't know, do they? Right, I mean, no, this it's sounding quite anti-democratic. He's lost, um, he lost the popular vote two, two times. Is he trying to make it a hat trick but, of uh, losing uh, the popular vote? We don't know that those votes are all counted correctly. I mean, this is a we huge do. issue. We do know this, we do know this. We, we, we don't know that, we do not know that. Have you counted the votes yourself? No, I haven't. Well, listen, um, Tom, we have to be careful here because a non-censored can't afford any legal legal. Oh, um, no, we please do not Mm. want any more. Even just a strongly worded email would be enough to push me over the edge at this point, I think. Well, look, I mean, if you're if you're going to back down on journalistic integrity, that's that's your choice. Uh, No, Uh, no, I would. No, I would never do that. Well, and I think serious questions need to be asked about elections and how the votes are counted and uh, yes. how many votes were for Trump because I know only people who voted for him. Rebecca, I'd like to say I'm sorry. Um Biden's there illegally and Trump what? should stay on forever. No, yeah. hang on. What? I said it. Wow. Yep. Mm. You can't just yep. say it. That's... I have thank you. I think I... we've um we've we've won the debate. No. Um let's make America great again again. Rebecca, thank you for your your efforts. Uh, you tried, but you lost. Tom, thank you very much. Well, that's it for this week. Please like, subscribe, tell your friends and keep those questions coming to nonsensedpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Rosie Holt, Brendan Murphy, Ishan Akbar, Suze Kempner, Will C. Bagmontefore and Ed Morrish. I'm Harriet Langley-Swindon and we'll be back next week with more Non-Censored.